gonna be the gayest of all time Better make it out tonight It's amazing Rainbow Bride is the gayest of all time Hello everyone and welcome to a special episode of the gayest of all time Today, I'm sharing with you a conversation I had with my bestie, the one and only Lady Ray Couture, where we talk about the protests, the movement, the government, the future, and a lot of things. And Lady Red shares some very vulnerable moments, as well as classic Lady Red hilarity and <laughs> stories. So... I hope this episode will be enjoyable and also remind us that we have to just keep the urgency up and try to keep fighting, even if it's uncomfortable, because we've got to make major change in this country, and I know we can do it together. Here's me and the one and only Lady Red Couture in a very special conversation. Johnny McGovern. Hello, buenos dias, nacho tacos, and all burritos. We are here for a lovely day of Nacho Bel Grande to share with a tostada. Ah. <laughs> we gotta I laugh. Got, we listen, gotta laugh. Hey, we got to laugh. I'm, not, I'm so sick of crying. I have cried my last tear yesterday. You hear me? I'm so worn out. In fact... 15 minutes ago, everyone. Okay, I'm trying, I'm trying. That's the thing. I'm trying not to just be in that moment. I really want to be happy. So in order to be comfortable, I'm going to have to be what? Uncomfortable. And that's kind of what it is in today's world. Hello, everyone. <laughs> We've had a, a day of a lot of feelings here. Baby. We've had weeks of feelings. We've had weeks of feelings. I We've mean, had a month of feeling. The world is burning. We've uh-huh. we've had rages. We've had tears. We've yes. had miseries. We've uh. had depressions. We've had f- fear. We we've just, had yeah. And then today was a culmination because we we should, we we recorded some very special pride conversations. Yes. Well, also we are in a vulnerable state and instead of hiding behind our ivory towers and lying to ourselves as well as everybody else, we're just going to tell the truth, be vulnerable, be in the state of um, growing and we're going to grow with you and we want you to grow with us and that's why I always say thank you for being on this journey with us because this is a journey you know a lot of people in their minds they think oh you know it's just life (laughs) Uh, baby what you miss you might miss too much you know learning is all about getting things and receiving things and and benefiting from things and if you miss a lot you can't do it just like when you was in school and you come in thinking you hot stuff oh honey i've been on vacation <laughs> and the teacher say pop quiz oh wait a minute now you're the dumbest person in the room because you know why everybody else has been on it and studying and trying to keep it together and you was on vacation so 
Welcome back off vacation, uh, America. <laughs> yeah, wake up. It's time to fucking wake up. And unless you're going to be like President Trump and find you a bunker to hide in, I don't want to hear shit from you, but black lives matter, black trans lives matter, mm-hmm. all lives matter, and we are going to stand where in the blue in November, honey. We're going to go ahead. And we don't and, mean police blue. No, we ain't talking about that blue. Not that. That's a steel blue. I don't steal that blue. But <laughs> we're talking about the good blue. In November, you have to make sure that you vote because without that, you're going to have tyranny. Look at the way the man is running this country in this moment. He done told you that somebody who died in heaven sent down a message to him to tell him that he he was so glad that uh, the job rate is up. How you going to tell me somebody that was killed under oppression was uh, sent a message to you to talk about how good the economy is? And how dare you? How dare you? Tear gas protesters and forcibly move them. How dare you? To have a photo shoot. How dare you? With the Bible. With the Bible. There is this one other picture of Hitler standing with the Bible holding it the exact way that Donald Trump is holding it. I saw the picture one time. They took it off the internet. (laughs) You hear me? Because it looks exactly the same. You got these dumb white people standing in the background in his picture and a dumb white people standing. It's just crazy. I don't understand people who promote hate and want to kill. I've never even understood that. Even when my... Okay, let me just tell you something like this. When my grandmother... I loved her dearly. When my grandmother had to whoop us, there would be, you knew my grandmother was crying. Let me tell you how. Because she would have to gather herself before she go in there with that belt. And then she'd talk to you as much as she could to get you to understand why this is about to happen. And then she'd tear your ass up all around the room. And then immediately, and this is how you knew she was crying, because immediately she would leave the room afterwards. And after pour herself together, to fix dinner so that you could realize that the reason she did this. So, all I'm saying is, we are in a time we got to see something to say something. You know, a lot of times we tape shit and we don't say nothing. But fuck that. If I'm walking down the street and I see the police pull somebody over and I see them mistreating them, not only am I going to tape it, but I'm going to say something. Them police gonna have to fucking come get me. Shout it. Yeah, you gonna have to fucking come get me because I'm gonna have it all on the tape. I'm gonna be like, this is Facebook, even if I'm taping it. This is Facebook Live. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, were- when I saw, uh, I, I wanna call the police on the police. I do. Be like, 911, there's a murder happening. Thank you. Send 100 cars. Thank you. And not even tell them what's going on. I'm seeing a man be murdered I'm in front of my a very man eyes. Being murdered, and that's all you need to know. It doesn't matter who's here on the res. Well, could you tell me? I can tell you somebody being murdered and mistreated. I can tell you that. Yeah. So it's all important, all inclusive, and um, I like I had put a statement on. Um, I think it was IGTV. Right. We put it up on Instagram today. Yes. We we did pride conversations with uh, some great queens today. Yes. And really talked, kept it real. Got really down. talked about what was going on. Yeah, we got down to the nitty and the gritty and some of that titty. We are not playing. Uh, um, hey Queen has always been about amplifying voices of queer artists and yes. especially black queens, black yeah. and trans queens. Yeah, because without 
not to be like this, but without us, Mm-mm. and I can say us, I'm everything, mm-hmm. honey. I'm a boy. I'm a girl. I'm <laughs> You're every woman. I'm every woman. I'm every man. I'm every dog, every cat, every Christian. Every, like, I didn't been through it all, the whole gamut of it all. But I'm going to tell you, from my experience, if you really, really, really are part of something, you ain't afraid of nothing. I walk in my blackness all day. I promise you. I have lived in the hood. Johnny knows this. I've lived yes. in the hood with the thuggish of the thug where I'm moving in and they tell me, what's up? I'm like, nothing. What's up with you? You know what I mean? I have fought my way. That woman sure way. is big. Right. I fought my way like I had to get off the train at 2 o'clock in the morning. I had to fight to get to my door. Guess what? I did it. I did. I did it for a year. Stayed in the hood for a year with my cousin. We're not going to go into that, but that will happen. Right. <laughs> you can probably go back to some old episodes of this show. Oh, my and God. I think we told the story. Okay. <laughs> we told the story. Well, all I'm saying is, if you, if you don't stand up for something, you will fall for anything. And I am not interested in listening to somebody who get they weave better than me. I'm not interested in somebody who puts on bronzer so much that they look like they eat Cheetos and shit out the bag of Chester. I'm not into that. The only good thing I can say about Donald Trump is he looks like what he is. He looks evil. Mm-hmm. He looks like a horrible evil villain, and he is exactly that. Exactly. It's not, not like he's a handsome person. Oh, look at him! What a yeah. fine man! Right? No, it's you not. You look like at him. That. You say, "Who's that horrible goblin?" <laughs> Who's that horrible fat goblin? One thing that always tickles me is when they bring kids to the White House. Uh When Obama was in office, they brought children to the White House on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. And every child received Obama with a hug. None of them wanted to shake his hand. They always like, President Obama, they want to hug him and be around him. And just sit around him in his spirit and and, and adult. And they loved the First Lady. They loved him. We get this motherfucking office. Gross. The first Halloween we had, they brought some children in. This was shows you the most. Mm. They brought in multiracial children. So they brought in a little black girl. She screamed and ran from him. They brought in a little white girl. She stood all the way to the back. They brought in a Hispanic girl. She just looked. She didn't she didn't move. They walked around. She stood there. When they went to take the picture, they all like backed away from him and he was like trying to coddle them like here stand here oh, stand gross. here and they were and even in the picture you can see the uncomfortability of the children and what does the bible say y'all who know what the bible say out of the mouths of babes shall come the truth if the children is scared of this man i ain't messing with him you go ahead and you have it just like i remember the election uh, the fateful election when he won I remember being in Las Vegas and we were crossing the Vegas line and they were saying oh my god everything's cool you know don't worry about it Clinton's gonna win she gonna win she gonna win she gonna win and <laughs> she didn't win she didn't win how do you I woke up that morning and when I tell you white people were so very unfriendly to me it wasn't like hey good morning it was like hey morning how you doing? And I said, what's going on? Donald Trump had won. His people, he, the, the, the thought process of these people, diminishing and hurting other people, it's just unreal to me. But you know why they do it? Because we let them. We let them. 
We don't see something say something. We don't call them out on their shit. We just let them. I know so many times in my life, I have been on the freeway or driving somewhere and see the police accost somebody and I let it go. You know what I mean? I don't stop and be like, hey, you guys, you need some help? Or, oh, no, not me. No, I keep going. And those of you who stop and help, God bless you. But I'd be scared to go to jail myself. Right. Fear. You know? Fear is a big thing. It's because a big thing. Anyone in a minority yes. is scared of the police. Right. And I include a gay minority in that, yes, too. Especially I've gay. always wanted to be away from the police. Okay. Uh, but I know that I'm white, so yes. it's not dangerous like it is for you. Yes. Well, there's this one joke that Flame has, uh, Flame Monroe. Flame says, in her joking, she says, it is more dangerous to let the police know that I am a black man than a trans woman. Mm. You understand? When you get stopped by the police and you just live in your authentic life and they say, ID, what is it? Registration and what? Insurance. And you carefully, because you don't want to get shot, you carefully reach for your, your ID, your license, your registration, and your insurance. And they look at that insurance, I mean, they look at that ID and they go, what the fuck? You Because that's how people think. What the fuck is going on here? The first thing they look at is your picture. The second thing they look at is your sex. The third thing they look at is the date of your birth. They are putting this all together. They were taught this in their um, stopping and uh, accosting you. They were taught to get these evaluations together to make sure that you are not a danger to their society. Not even to them. Like somebody said, the police are scared. The police ain't scared, bitch. You stupid. They, do they want to dominate. Thank you. Every situation. They scared that you're not going to believe them. They're scared that you're not going to obey them, but they're not afraid. I was watching this movie, and I know this is going to be... It's on topic, though. Um, it's a little kitty. Home Alone 2. I, I was watching this show called... Um, this movie called Ants. Oh, okay. And in the movie, the ants are afraid of the grasshoppers. And the grasshoppers punk the ants and say, get us our food for the winter. You, you, can't, you, know, you can't survive without us. You got to get us our food for the winter. So in the scene, the grasshoppers are talking amongst each other. And the leader is saying, did you kill that one I told you to kill? You killed that ant I told you to kill? He said, no, but he's okay. We're just going to let him go. And, you know, he's not going to do anything. So they have this thing where it's like a spittle of, um, of nuts. And he hits him in the face with a nut. He said, here, does that hurt? And he said, no, that doesn't hurt. And he hit him with another one. He says, does that hurt? No, that doesn't hurt. Ha, ha, ha. They're all laughing. Ha, 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 ha. He takes the thing off of the thing and lets the whole thing go down. Like the whole, all of the nuts and shit just hit him all in the face and buries him. He said, now... One ant cannot do anything to us, but all of them, they outnumber us. And if they all gather together, they are going to conquer and kill us. Uh, yeah. So what we have to know is we outnumber the police, number one. Mm -hmm. We do. But if we stand together, then no one will get, like, just like protesting. In protesting, if you separate yourself from the pack, what happens? You get caught, mm -hmm. you get arrested, you get accosted, you get, you, 
you get all everything, all your rights taken away. But if you stay with people and say, no, 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 we're going we gonna to stand together. And if you take him, you got to take me. It makes a big difference. I just want y'all to know that we as a people has stand together, but in verbiage. We need to stand together in action. We need to actually say, okay, this is what I need to do. And this is where I need to go. And this is how far I need to go. And if you don't like what I'm saying, that's great. Because you're going to have to be what? Uncomfortable to be comfortable. I want you to have a provoked feeling about this. I want you to look at black queens and say, you know what? That track is beat and valid. And I don't know why, you know what I'm saying? I have this, you know, not hatred, but I have this cautionary tale about drag. No, just enjoy the drag. Like you enjoy the white drag, enjoy the black drag. You know, you enjoy the Puerto Rican drag, enjoy all of the drag. You know, but it's all about seeing people and seeing yourself in them. I want to see myself in every queen. I saw myself in Gigi Good this season. I really did. And all of her awkwardness, I saw myself in that. I remember not being 21 and being in full drag, but being 21 and trying to figure out what do I do with my body? And how am I going to dance to the rhythm? You know what I mean? <laughs> she figured it out, ladies and gentlemen. I just want you to know that. <laughs> so it's all about that. It's just all about standing together, remembering that all of this didn't happen for us to just fail. And stop thinking that you alone. You ain't alone, mama. You ain't alone. You is right here with us. Tell me one time that you have ever hit me up on my Patreon and I have not liked, loved, or even responded because I am that girl. I'm going to make sure. I want to know what's going on with you. I care. This is a journey. If I fall, I want you to be able to help me up. I ain't nobody without you. And that's the truth. (laughs) I learned that a long time ago. You know, it's just been a... uh the thing was we've been learning about the origins of the police and that I think is finally becoming widespread knowledge Yeah, is something that everybody, especially white people, have to sink into their brain. Yeah. That the police were created to make sure the slaves didn't get revenge on the people who've been keeping them in slavery it's so true. for 400 years. It's so true. <clears throat> and it hasn't changed. It's no. changed in a lot of ways. Yeah. But you, something from its base. Yeah. It needs to be dug up and rooted out. Yes. And redone. Yes. Because otherwise we aren't things aren't going to fucking change. No. That, that we we have to we all of us have to support the that change. And like you said, time to get uncomfortable. It is. Yeah. Recognize I, white privilege, yeah. white people. We have it. Yep. You probably didn't know you had it for a long time before right. it had a name. You thought it was just how everything was normal. Right. That's just normal. Well, it isn't. Well, we have to change it. You don't have white privilege no more. You have right privilege. Mm-hmm. R-I-G-H-T. Right, right privilege. Everyone should have the Everyone same Everyone should have rights. rights. Yes. So if you're going to do and stand up, stand up. Don't be afraid. Stand up. But totally be honest, too. Don't be playing two sides against the middle, honey. You know what I'm saying? Like, it reminds me of people who be like, I'm vegan. And as soon as you turn their back, oh, let me have a piece of bacon. No. (laughs) No, you want to do what you do it. You do it, but you have to stand. 
and my grandma used to say, <laughs> which is the craziest thing, if you don't stand up, you know, for something, you're going to fall for anything. So, I'm trying to make a stand. I'm always trying to lend my voice to doing better, and I want to see better from this whole nation. You know, I know people want to make it a white and black thing, but it's not a white and black thing. It's a racial thing. It's a white, black, Puerto Rican, Mexicana, uh-huh, Colombian, uh-huh. It's a whole vast difference of what we need to show in love. Love does not come from restrictions and being fucked up to people and and all of that. That's not where love comes from. Love is an action. Love, you know what love is? Love is what happened to my grandfather when he got here to California. He caught, now a lot of you don't know this, but my grandfather is third generation slave. And he came right off the plantation. His mother was named Gussie Lee Bradley. And Gussie Lee had quite a few kids. She has six children. But the thing about her children was a couple of them were different races because some of them came from the plantation owner. But the ones that were blacker than black, like my grandfather, they kept in the field. And the ones that were light enough to pass, they kept in the house. And my grandfather got sick of that. You know what I mean? He was sick of that. So at 13 years old, he got tired of being abused. He got tired of being all of that. He hopped on a train, on a freight train. Just hopped on the back of it. Hell, he could have died. But he was like, no, I'm going to make this. He got to California. And he just worked. He worked under people. Now, one thing that we found out later was my grandfather cannot read. He was illiterate. But the only reason we found out was because my grandmother took care of him. She took care of him. She always read stuff for him. You know, like you sit down and have your bills. Mm -hmm. She would sit down and read the bills to him. And at first, I was like, oh, that's really sweet. You know, oh, wow, from the outside inside. Then one day, I asked my grandfather I had a card. And I said, Grandpa, I bought you this card. It was for his birthday. I said, Papa, I bought you this card. And I love my Papa. Oh, I loved him. Here, Papa, I bought you this card. He said, okay. He said, I'm going to read it later. I said, no, read it now. Read it now. And the card, I promise you, the card was one sentence. <laughs> it wasn't even nothing crazy. It was just one sentence. Right. And my grandfather read the card like this. Gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-gr-
and that's been the that's where we get into systemic racism exactly. that everybody has to know. If you're a poor person of color who yes. lives in a poor neighborhood, yes. you start off with less educational opportunities, yep. less work opportunities, less safety, yep. less all that all makes a difference. It really does make a difference. It's like that woman who went to jail, that homeless woman who who sent her kids to school in a different district. She was yeah. homeless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was homeless. She uh-huh. sent them to school in a different district and lied about what district they lived in. Uh-huh. This woman was given five years in jail. Okay? Five years in jail. This black woman was given five years in jail. Right. Lori Laughlin, or whatever the other fucking one's yep. name, from Desperate Housewives. Right. Paid money, Felicity. lied, uh-huh. Felicity Huffman uh-huh. paid money. All those, all those fucking bitches. Yes, they did. They all paid and did it. And what? Did, what did she get? Fourteen days. Fourteen days. And there it is. Service. Mic drop. There it is. So if you want to know if the system is fucked up, yes, the system is fucked it up. It is. And but it's also because we don't say nothing. We get in them courtrooms. Like I have been to jail myself, and when I got in the courtroom, and the officer, I mean, and the um, officer of the court said, "Who is representing you?" I had a public pretender, not a public defender, but I had a public mm. pretender, and he kept telling me the best way would be just to plead guilty. That was his advice to me. Right, because they're they're in a system. Offender. They're in a system. Right. They want to they want to process you out as right. quickly as they can. But I was a they first time offender. Two minutes, thirty seconds to review your case. Exactly. You should just plead guilty. And at first, I said, "No, let's go to trial. I don't care. Let's go to trial." And I said, "I, I, I know people who know me and can reference me and tell you that I'm a drag queen." And I was just out being drunk that night, and I didn't proposition anybody. I'm telling you what was going on. And he said, "Yeah, I hear you." I said, "No, you don't hear me." I said, "He," and then I said, "Oh, I I know people who were at the club with me that night when I was getting drunk, so I can tell you who was at the club." And I mentioned a drag queen. He said, "Was she there?" I said, "Walking down the street with me." He said, "Yeah." I said, "No." No, he said, then it doesn't matter. I said, why shouldn't it matter? She can speak to the fact that I was already inebriated when I left the club. But you know what he told me? Just plead guilty. And you know what I did? I pleaded guilty. Mm. I served some time. That first offender. Oh, for solicitation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Serve, like, uh, it was maybe, uh, like, I'm not sure if it was a week or two weeks, because this was a long time ago. But it was like, I was in jail. I almost lost everything I had in jail. If I didn't have a good, you know what I'm saying, people behind me, I would have had nothing when I got out. But thank God I had a friend. Her name was Carol. She was in Long Beach. I know y'all saying, what? Yes, Carol. She was good. She was also my landlord. So when I got let out of jail, I immediately called her and was like, Carol, this is what happened. And you know what? Carol was my ally because Carol said, no, fuck this. You like me. We can't have this. You can't, you know what I mean? And she was ready to fight. You know, I, I can't, I, I don't understand this. But if I had to just believe what the public pretender wanted me to believe, I would still be in jail. You, We just had a, gu- a guy, um, he's a black man. He spent six years in jail because this, wo- because this fucking woman, white woman, said that he tried to rape her. And her story kept changing, but they still believed her. Six years later, now he's getting released from jail. He has lost six whole fucking years of his life because of this woman. Right. 
And well, that's wep- that's when you weaponize your racism, like that woman in the park. <laughs> yeah, like that woman in the park who yeah. didn't like that that bird watcher told her to put the dog in the leash. Right, and she went right to, "I'll tell them that you're attacking me." Exactly, because she knew what that was. Uh huh. Well, that's the difference between right privilege and white privilege. Mm-hmm. Her white privilege just got her all up in a roar. There was this woman in a gas station. I know y'all know these stories because they're all popular and all on these media sites. This woman in a gas station who decided that because I'm white and I'm older, I'm going to tell you what to do. And this Native American woman was standing there trying to get her stuff. And the white woman walked up and said, excuse me, you need to serve me next. And the Native American woman said, no, he's serving me. You need to go over there and do what you need to do. The white woman walked up on her and said, you need to shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Put her hands all in her face. Then she grabbed the woman as the woman had paid for her stuff and was getting ready to walk out the thing. She grabbed the woman. That woman turned around and slapped the fire out of her. And then you know what the white woman said? I don't know what's going on. I don't exactly. understand. I don't understand. You, what you crying for? You put your hands on somebody. It doesn't matter how old you are, how white you are, how much money you have in your bank account. It doesn't matter. Respect is not given. Respect is earned. You have to remember that you can't just be putting your hands on people, especially mm-hmm. if you can't fight. <laughs> That's for sure. She got the honey. She got the white privilege slapped out of her that day. The Karens of the world need a major fucking check. I just don't understand. I just don't understand. So why am I saying all this? I'm saying that see something say something it is important for us all to band together and to be together and for real you got a problem you got to remember that's your problem don't be trying to put that other stuff on other people you need to take care of that inside yourself it is important to show love but the only way you can show love is if you have it inside to give you're gonna be giving something else about oh i love you you don't love them people if you reading them and treating them all bad and and then when you see something you don't say something you know what i mean it's just like if you're in a bar and you see a drunk person and they fall off a stool and you sit there and look at them, you are now part of the problem. Mm. Because your duty is to get the fuck up and go over to the bartender and say, hey, that guy might be overserved a little bit. He just fell off. I'm, the, I'm that person. And it's not even my duty. I just want to, yeah, I just want to know. Like, oh, okay, well, let me help you. Did you know he's overserved? Did you know he don't give a fuck? Did you know he's drunk? Did you know he's assaulting people? That is so important. We got to see something and say something. And we got to be more. Uh, yeah, uh-huh, be more. Like, learn how to use your privilege. And I, I, the right privilege not the white privilege but the right privilege which is living in america that's the right privilege we the people Uh uh-huh don't start me how were you raised how can you stand in who you are now and you are not upholding the principles that you were raised by if they were beneficial you understand what i mean if you was raised in a crack house i ain't talking to you (laughs) i ain't fucking talking to you if your mama did uh, drugs all day never f- change your diaper I'm not talking to you but I'm talking about those good home people like my grandparents my grandparents literally would welcome someone into the house and they say come on in you like something to eat come on in you want a plate come on in you need to use the restroom come on in and they would be very very giving they taught me to be like that to be you know forgiving and loving and always want to be 
a part of something. They didn't teach me the bad stuff. You know where I learned the bad stuff? In the streets. I learned how to be an asshole in the street. I learned how to talk my mouth. You know, I didn't have this mouth when I was with my grandma. Because <laughs> she pop it off. You walk in, you say something too much, you go in. No. But I'm telling you right now, I learned so much from just going back to how my grandmother raised me. Going back to how my mother raised me. Going back to, oh my God, that's not right. Going back to, you hungry, let me feed you. Let me help you. Because those are the times that also project in your life and you learn, you learn so much. It's a lesson in every turn of the corner. So why not have good lessons? Why are we doing this whole tear down each other and hurt each other and, oh, I'm not going to say nothing. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, my God. Uh-uh. Just like for me, if I get around a girl and she got too much mouth, I am the girl to pull her to the side. I will pull her to the side and say, hey, mama, everybody can't take all of that. You funny, but everybody can't take all of that. Now, what she can do is she can take that lesson and listen to me and actually turn it and make more friends. Because now she know when to hold back and she know when to let it all hang out. Or she can just let it all hang out and offend everybody in that fucking room. And then <laughs> she's going to be mad at herself and she didn't listen. But if I see something and don't say something... I'm just as guilty. So that's what it is, babies. We have to stand together. Don't just, yeah, okay, you see somebody <laughs> being mistreated, just say something. That one single saying something might actually change that whole day for that person. I remember I seen a Latino man being discriminated against in a, a bank. Um, I was standing... You know, I was working for Amtrak at this time, so I had big checks coming in. I was very much like coming to town, put my checks in the bank, let my mother know what's going I on. I own 51% of this train. I was, I was that woman. And I will. <laughs> oh, we're in the background. We're uh -oh. watching... Uh we're watching Monique Hart's uh, Twitch show. Yes. And we're seeing Jada Essence Hall on the screen. Serve it, honey. Giving it. Serve it. She damn near in a closet and she's serving it. You know what? It doesn't matter where she is. She's got, she could do, she did her number in the living room. But do you understand what I'm amazing. saying? That's, yeah. how, that's how you know somebody is what they really say they are. Yeah. Incredible. I'm going to perform no matter where <laughs> I'm at. <laughs> I'm going to be right here in the closet with my crown on the, on the wall where we made a little makeshift that's where i'm at so i appreciate my miss jada essence hall and i love her uh, what a what you know what the queen we needed right now you know what and they all three were worthy you know why but let me just say this too miss jada essence hall if you go back a few years she has always helped with pageant girls. She's yes. been a helper, 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 she helper. She had a helper. great spirit. You, and those not, girls seem to get along great. That's what I'm they saying. All are still friends. Yeah. It was almost RuPaul's best friend race this yeah. season, really. <laughs> and you know what? I was happy. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I was happy to see it. What's wrong with that? So I was, I'm very excited that a person who has just been in the wings finally gets her time mm -hmm. to shine, mm -hmm. you know? Can I say one other thing yes. that is making me angry? Okay. I don't know. It's not my time for white rage, but um, <laughs> do you know what? It, and this is like such a huge issue, but it's like if Christians, white evangelical Christians uh -huh. are so worried about the Bible <sighs> and so worried about things that Jesus wouldn't like. Uh-huh. Why aren't they out in full force 
to protest the murder of George Floyd. I want to see every Christian evangelical group You're right. pulling if they're seeing this murder. Right. Murder. Right. Homicide. Where, where are where are you, Christians? Uh-huh. Where where are you? Uh-huh. Because if you we can talk about your differences, whether you believe in homosexuality or not. That's a whole nother conversation. Uh-huh. But I thought one thing that you were really sure about yeah. was murder was bad. Was murder was not acceptable. That Jesus wouldn't like that. Homicide the Bible is not said acceptable. no murder. We know the Bible's full of murders. We but know. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's a flawed text. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but as I sit here thinking about all the shit that's going on, the people who are marching in the streets. Where are the motherfucking hardcore Christians who are there to protect human life? Yeah. Where are the ones that are saying, Jesus died for us. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin has left a crimson stain, but he's washed us white as snow. If you believe all of that, then you should be marching. Yeah. Then you should be standing up to the police saying, you know what? We need to defund you. Demand justice we need to for the de- murder. We need to defund you so we can refund education. You hear me? We need rehabilitation in this country. How are you going to have a forgiving heart, but you ain't going to say nothing when it's done wrong? You have to say something. You have to. One thing I've learned also working with Johnny McGovern and working um, on Hey Queen is... Then when it's about you and it's really about you, you put your whole heart into it. You really do. And you do what is required of you so that you can make it better for everyone you're working with. You understand what I'm saying? If something is going wrong and it's on my agenda, it's my fault, it is in my place to say, let me fix this for everybody. It's not just about me. It's about everybody. I love how people pretend like they can do everything themselves. Let me tell you something, people. No one pays their rent by themselves. I know you don't want to hear that, but it's the truth. Because you got to work with somebody to get that money. You hear me? You got to go ahead and stoop a little low and get that money. And you got to make sure that that go right into that where? That bank. Because you ain't in that motherfucking place of your own accord. Nah. You have to make sure that money gets into that bank so that that bank can borrow that money and then they can make sure that you have enough money to use. Uh-huh. To what? Pay your rent. You're not doing anything by yourself. Without other people, we would have nothing. And those who think, it's all about me. And I, I, <laughs> I'm just, I'm in the world to use people. Well, you know what? You got yours coming. Because there's a lesson in that too. We don't need none of that stuff. We need to be honest with each other and open with each other. What's wrong with being vulnerable? I remember, and this is what I do miss about being down south. Down south, when you said hello to somebody, they sincerely looked you in your eyes and said hello. Maybe it was because we were so few and far between and we was on them dirt roads so you was just happy to see somebody. Maybe. But I promise you, when you said Hey, how you doing? Everybody spoke. Hey, how you doing? It didn't matter whether you was gay, fruity, whatever. That is also a New York thing. I remember like knowing my parents would do that yeah. all the time. Yeah. We were walking in the street. You're passing what? You're alone in the street with someone else. Evening. Well, yes. Hi. It's still signified to each other. Right. 
we're both not in danger to each other. Right. Hi. Yeah. But if something go on, I'm gonna need you. Right. Well, that's why you acknowledge something. That's why you acknowledge hi. it. Hi. 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 Oh, hey. I mean, yeah. You know what? I this sounds cliche, but like one of the most powerful things in that poem that Maya Angelou read at the inauguration of Clinton yes was the end of it mm-hmm. when she said they reached over and looked at the person and said good morning yes yes good morning oh so powerful in fact I went to sleep to listen to my Angelou last night because I've been having trouble sleeping okay <laughs> maybe my that's Angelou. what I need to do oh sweet I'll send it to you <laughs> hallelujah the welcome table. Okay. It is stories of food uh-huh. from Maya Angelou. Okay. She talks about once from when she was a kid. She talks about when she met Oprah, made her some other chicken. Wow. She talks about all these different stories from her life. It's a it was it was a recipe book with stories. Oh wow, Sweetie, that sounds really good. If you ever really need good. to soothe yourself to sleep. <laughs> It'll do. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't been doing the right stuff. I've been watching gospel, which gets me, mm-hmm. you know, up. But I'm, I'm, I don't watch the new gospel because they ain't saying nothing. I go all the way back to Karen Clark Sheard. Oh, yeah. And I go all the way back to Reverend James Moore and Reverend James Cleveland. When people knew who they were, they was in the church, still living their lives. Living who, honey, Reverend James Cleveland was gay as, a, <laughs> gay as he could possibly be. But he was Boop. honest with who he was and we knew in the church you know they didn't go oh look at her they knew who he was but you knew that as soon as you walked out he could become she you knew that you knew that but you respected her you said go on honey go on mind your business you know I ain't with that fruity booty stuff (laughs) unless you were unless you were (laughs) you probably were (laughs) but I just want y'all to know it is important to love each other to sponsor each other, to check on each other. Um, a lot of times, I, I know y'all know that me and Johnny live together. A lot of times, I'll just be in my room and I will text Johnny like, "I need you" or "I love you" or "What's going on?" or you know, just a reminder that I'm human. I will text him because I need him to also respond to me and help me. Yeah. I ain't here alone. I no. ain't never been here alone. And people who think that you're alone, you should know that you're not. It is important. To latch on. I'm not saying be annoying or nothing, but I am saying check in with people. You yep. know, like the funniest thing about okay, um, this is a little too much tea, but it is what it is because we being so real with me. My mother and I have this difficult relationship because she does not want to accept that I am now a young trans woman. She mm-hmm. wants to think that I am still her son. So she does not refer to me as Lady Red and when she sees me it's always the same thing she greets me you know in my um, you know my government name and I try to tell her mom you know no it's a difference it's a difference so then when we go out and she needs something she'll look around can't see me she goes big man and you know what I do because I love her I slowly, she could be hollering it five to ten times. I will slowly walk up and ask her, what do you need? And then I get it. Now, when people see how my reaction to my mother, a lot of times they'd be like, oh my God, you know, like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, why is she saying that? But what I've learned about my mother is she going to be who she is. And I'm not trying to change her. I just want her to respect me. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Just respect me. You know what I mean? Now, if we get out in public and she can't remember 
red which i don't know why she can't remember red but if you can't remember red and you got to call me big man or kareem you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna respect you enough to walk up and to ask you what do you need now i'm gonna check that ass right after i give you your respect (laughs) (laughs) but but i will walk up to you and at least you know respect you enough to say mom that's not my name i love you what do you need so uh, you know we have this difficult relationship i text her a lot um just mom how you doing you all right she responds when she wants to respond and the funniest thing is when she decides that she wants to respond it's usually negative so what i'll do is i'll cut her off soon as she says oh so how's your day oh my day's fine mommy i love you so much how you been doing hope everything's going good with you and the kids and crystal and i love y'all so much now this is what i need from you <laughs> you know what i mean you also gotta learn how to work it you know you gotta work it around people i'd love you to send your mother a copy of some of these shows because she could you could skip a couple of years of therapy by letting her hear your side of this in detail <laughs> Pastor Barnes will give you a free subscription <laughs> to the feed. Some episodes you should skip. Oh my God, she can have all of them because she need to. You know what I mean? Sometimes you need to hear stuff late in the midnight hour when ain't nobody around. You right. know, <laughs> which is why I probably keep listening to the gospel so it keeps me grounded right before I go to sleep. Then I do wake up with a good attitude. I must say, if you really want a good attitude when you wake up in the morning, before you go to bed, listen to something inspiring, something that is going to keep you like on that path and i promise you you'll wake up with a brand new attitude it's all about just keeping yourself under control you can't control nobody else first and foremost so keep yourself under control do the best by yourself and everything else will be added unto you lady red you've done a service to the community with this podcast today and i feel the community should go to your wish list and get you some gifts. <laughs> I'd like to suggest any fragrance by Mugler. Listen, we're talking I, angel. I'm an addict. We're talking alien. <laughs> we're talking womanity. Okay? I recently ordered a twenty dollars oh, sampler pack sampler. that was simply oh meant for me and Lady Red to have a sniff party because That's we're we both did. in love with the Mugler fragrances. Okay, we're in love with them. It's the greatest thing and just because and the thing is i wear some mugler man lady red wears <laughs> angel to get you could layer them different fragrances they have different they have different versions of angel it has the, like a tropical note yes a beachy note yes a more tasty note <laughs> i am currently ordered some angel for men uh god what was the one tonka uh-huh it's the vanilla east smell yes. is the biggest one. Oh my god uh, lady red of course got traditional angel for me from her birthday i appreciate then it you every got moment. the passion angel yes because i ordered it in that yes thing. he ordered a little like uh preview spray and i swear to god oh, sweetie it's the best thing it's so, the best thing Amugla, just go put <laughs> mugler in to the a- amazon and Feel free. Yes. And go take a look at my wish list. If you feel it was like, her birthday, yeah. don't forget everyone. And like can we talk about the birthday? Okay. This is why I need you to send you could just send money. Okay? Either Venmo, Johnny Dash Lady Red, or Cash App, Dollar Sign, Lady Red Couture, right? Yes. Okay. So on Lady Red's fucking birthday. Oh god. It's the day of the major riots, okay? Oh, the, no, God. the riots were the night before. They the were the first night before, riot, right? Night before, they were the right, yeah. But I went out, seemed like everything was calming we thought down. It was be we good. thought it was, that was it. Yeah, 
Well, as we were having cake oh. and recording a podcast, Johnny made this beautiful cake. It was like seven pounds. It, it was, was beautiful. And that six was the frosting. Because <laughs> I made the frosting from scratch. Ah! It was kind of like a lump, but it was a delicious lump. Beautiful. All right, we did that live on your birthday. We did the live, did. yeah. So by the time we had finished that, presented the cake, and had some cake... Lady Red was already an hour behind schedule to go to her hotel. She was going to check in at three right. and then have the whole day to luxuriate in the hotel. Or so I thought. Well, uh, it's about 4.30 now. And they're saying the curfew is at six. Is at six. Right? Or is it seven? First they said it was, it was at, at six. six. And then they pushed it to seven. Yeah, because we got worried at six. Right. Because, and I said to Lady Red, I'm going to need you to order this food that you want to eat tonight right now yes because otherwise you're going to be trapped in the hotel with no food and you're going to have a birthday a vending machine birthday right ladies and gentlemen we did make the order (laughs) but it didn't make it to the hotel they canceled (sighs) so what did lady red have a vending machine birthday. I literally. She didn't even take the cake. I made I her the not. cake and I put it in the travel yeah. thing and I said, "Okay, you want the cake? You should have the cake." And she said, oh, I, 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 I said, just "I was going to get it tomorrow." I was I like, gotta go. I gotta "Yeah, go. we got to go. We got to go." Because it was so we were. It was weird. Sirens were going off. Uh, things were exploding. That everything was like shutting down, shutting yeah. down. So shutting literally, down. I left here at six forty-five. They were closing. And the delivery was on the way. Yeah, the delivery was on the way already. They were closing the doors at 7 o'clock. When I walked in, the woman said, oh, glad you came because we were about to close the doors. I said, really? She said, yeah. I said, even if I have a reservation? She said, even if you have a reservation, um, the rules of West Hollywood, we're shutting everything down. They're shutting everything down. We're going to shut. I said, so you're not going to let anybody in or out of the hotel? She said, nobody in or out of the hotel. I said, well, I have food on the way. I said, will you let them in if they come? She said, no. I said, please. She said, well, I'll tell you what. You go check in, go upstairs, check in, and then if your food comes down before 7, right before 7, or a little bit after 7, I'll let them in. I said, okay, cool. So I get upstairs. I look at my room. They didn't give me a balcony, which is what I like. So I went back downstairs. Right. I said, I was like, well, she can't go outside and she can't smoke weed on our birthday. Exactly. That is not, yeah, I don't even want to fucking be here. Like Shirley MacLaine in terms of endearment. (laughs) She needs a balcony. So I go, <laughs> I go back downstairs and I have all my bags and stuff. I literally walked in that room and said, oh, you don't have a balcony. I'm coming back. So I went back downstairs. Mind you, it is now 6.50 something. I go back downstairs. Hi, mama. There's no balcony. She said, well, I said, well, I, I, I asked for it. And she said, oh, you did? Because I, I booked it through Hotels.com to get the discount. So I said, okay, cool. So she switched it around, gave me my room. Now... It is what? 7 o'clock. So, I go back upstairs. I smoke a blunt on the balcony. I check my phone. As I'm sitting on the balcony checking my phone, they cancel my order. Because it's going to take them over an hour to get there. So, they cancel my order and everything was shutting down. And I just was like, oh my God. Now, thank God where they put me was right across from two vending machines one was a healthy eating vending machine oh. and one was a coca-cola vending oh. machine with sprite diet coke coke zero oh. fanta and some other coke product 
all of this to say, everyone, <laughs> we need to do a little work together to give Lady Red some birthday reparations. I made her another cake. <laughs> he did. He made me a whole other cake. Okay, which I made I was a so new fresh cake. For. <laughs> but go ahead. I love y'all so much. Um, just remember, whatever you put out there comes back to you. So make sure you put out all the good you can in the world. And also, see something, say something. Don't let people be abused up on your watch. Because if it can happen to them, it can happen to you. I love you so much. Thank you for being on this journey. And remember to encourage each other and always sponsor and and do things for Hey Queen and anything Hey Queen adjacent. Our Pride series is out now, yes. starting with Latrice. We have the Vixen, Honey Davenport, more people to come. We're amplifying black voices. Yes. That's what we do. Yes. Love y'all so much and remember to stand together so that you won't fall for anything. Vote blue in November.
Bye. Bye.